0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: You're listening to Queers, a podcast about politics and culture with Simon Copland and Benjamin Riley. Welcome to Queers, I'm Benjamin Riley. Today we have an interview for you with an advocate working with Couple Champions, the only queer organisation in Papua New Guinea. I was visiting Port Moresby in PNG about a month ago as part of my work with an Australian HIV organisation, and I caught up with this advocate to discuss the work of Couple Champions and the political landscape for queer people living in the country. Given the dangerous nature of the work he does, my interviewee has asked not to be identified by name. Some of the audio is a little difficult to hear, apologies for that. I had to record the interview outside and there's some wind and background noise over parts of it. But if you want to hear more about what I was doing in PNG and the state of the HIV epidemic over there, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash queerspodcast, to access this month's bonus episode where I chat with Simon about the trip in some more detail. I hope you enjoy the interview and there is a link in the show notes for more information about Couple Champions. Uh, so, tell me, tell me a bit
1: about what Couple Champions does.
2: Okay, um, well, firstly, I'll, maybe I'll introduce myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently the NCD rep on the Couple Champion board. I also serve as the treasurer and secretary to the board. Um, I am also an alternate to the CCM board for um, the Global Fund. And also, I serve as a delegate to the um, newly formed um, PNG Partnership Networking Concert Team. Um, what Couple Champion does uh, in PNG is we try to create a conducive um, environment for our community members. Um, our community members are men of diverse sexuality um, that can be. Um, men who are gay, um, bisexual, who are bi-curious, or men who just practice sex with other men but they don't self-identify as um, gay or bisexual. Um, and also, we um, work closely with transgender women. And also, we try to identify um, women who are um, lesbians and who also identify themselves as trans men. Um, So that's what Couple Champion does. Um, We also, in line with that, we try to map out these populations and um, try to assist um, the National Health Department as well as um, the National AIDS Council to identify where these populations are based throughout um, Papua New Guinea. Um, Also, um, we try to work uh, with um, work in line to um, lobby around the sodomy law um, we try to um, create policy reform or meet with um, key st- stakeholders or key networking partners to um, lobby on this uh, law to be um, reformed. What um, we try to do is um, we try to do it in a way where it's um, uh, it doesn't um, give a backlash to the community. So um, what we're currently doing is we're actually trying to decriminalize the law. We're not actually trying to engage, um, encourage gay marriage in Papua New Guinea. What we're actually trying to do is um, do away with this um, 1980s law that was introduced by um, our forefathers from England or Queensland that were here before. So these laws need to be um, reformed. They're actually um, out of date and they actually uh, create a barrier for our people or our community who are transgender, who are of MDS to access um, health services,
1: legal services, education, You said said that you're trying to advocate for the repeal of the sodomy law in a way that doesn't create a backlash for the community, what do you mean by that? Um, So what I mean by that is that
2: if we, like for now, if we try to create, uh, we try to go uh, and try to lobby and try to get people involved and try to help uh, to address this law, for the government to repeal it, so if we get this law to be repealed, then the backlash will be, they will be thinking that the general population in PNG will be thinking that we are actually trying to encourage gay marriage in PNG, which is actually not the case. So that's the backlash that we will get if we try to appeal for it. Because wh- why, why, why we think this mean? way is that PNG is a religious country where most, most, most people are Christian. So that's the um, thinking behind them. So if we try to do this like a domino effect, something like that. if we try to introduce it, then we are trying to do something else. So, but we try to do it in a way where it's um, understood, so we don't get backlash from this. Uh,
1: how, how is that going, the, the process um, to, to, okay, um, to repeal
2: it? Well, currently, um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to um, advocate um, to identify key people in maybe key policy areas, um, uh, high permissions, or outside, um, outside, like, um, how would I say, agreements that the government signed before, maybe some UN treaty or something like that, that the NGO was a part of. So we try to, we are trying to look at that, get our information around that area. But the biggest thing that's um, setting us up giving us uh, setback is um, funding. Apple Champion doesn't have any funding at all. Um, we don't have a sustainable funding source. Um, along with that, we have um, we don't have um, sound policy frameworks within the organization itself that can help sustain us. Because so um, most of the concept notes and proposal writing that agencies or other funding sources require, we have to have sound. Um, like financial, for example, financial policy, um, media policy, stuff like that, governance policy. So for us, couple chamber we currently don't have any of those in place. So it's kind of difficult, makes it a little bit difficult for us to get direct funding. So those are some setbacks that we have. But um, we have um, organizations or implementing partners that are there, that are that we can try to approach and then maybe get a possible funding but use their um, policy uh, frameworks. Um, one good example was um, when we were under um, AFAR, we used to use was, um, the management systems and also um, when we transitioned to um, Australian National High Commission provided support during 2014-2016, we were using um, their Save the Children to monitor or look after, support us. So we were using Save the Children uh, policy for, forms, but for couple champion itself, we don't have that in place, so that's a big setback for us. So <coughs> funding is uh, really um, really a major issue for us, but we actually um. Trying to work around this um, law, uh, work around this area, and maybe, maybe in the near future we might have some policy in place, maybe a financial policy or something to
1: help us. How has yeah. the organization been received within LGBT communities, but also uh, in government and in the health sector? How are you viewed?
2: Um in in the community itself in um, the LGBT community itself um, we're more um, acceptable because we're the only organization that um, um, how will I say this're the only organization that um, it's a, is a legal entity and it's um, where our peers can gather you know, there are some who don't who don't know about us, but once they find, know about us and they try to come and get information on health and other issues, um, they, maybe in g- clinical settings or in health settings, uh, we're accepted, we exist. Yeah, well that's
1: an <laughs> accomplishment yes. in itself. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is the work dangerous?
2: Um, <coughs> we don't, in PNG. we don't receive any... Um, Oh. It's blackmail and stuff like that. Because the work that we do, um, we do it in a way where it's, um, it doesn't, uh, we don't go out and do it in a radical way. We do it in a, you know, behind the crowd. Yeah. We go behind to see relevant people, do it in a more quiet way. Yeah. So we don't try to do it in a way where we seek unwanted attention. Yeah.
1: So you're not doing yeah. big public campaigns yes, or anything? Not like big public campaigns.
2: We only, maybe in major, um, we only come out in big events like this couple champions was created and uh, we try to come under health. Most of our work is around the health um, issues because most of our transgender and MDS are among the key population that we are affected with HIV. So we, are, we come under that. So in the health settings, maybe around HIV, STI, we um, we try to be a part of um communities um other board of uh, board of um, organizations that we try to we have a say in there. So yeah, that's what we uh, try to make ourselves be um, seen in the
1: in the in the health setting. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm very aware when we talk about like even using LGBT or you know, MSM or uh, transgender, there are all these uh, you know we use a lot of terms yes. uh, when we talk about these sorts yeah. of things, uh, but you know this is PNG is not Australia, for example. How how easily do the kinds of frameworks we have for talking about LGBT rights, for example, translate to? A PNG context, like do these do these terms mean the same things here, or uh, how do people how oh. do people talk about themselves?
2: Um, well, actually, um, well,
1: I suppose I, I don't want to be using which, language like say, for
2: example, um, because PNG is um, a diverse country, we don't try to adopt um, terms that are from overseas settings, so that's how we came up with um, transgender. And men of diverse sexuality, so that men of diverse sexuality covers um, gay men, bisexual. Yeah. So we identify ourselves as that. We don't identify as gay openly as gay. Um, transgender yes, they do identify themselves as transgender. But for uh, somebody who is um, bisexual, he wouldn't identify himself as uh, bisexual. But he'd rather say MSM. Yeah.
1: Does that? Create challenges for how, uh, say, if if organisations in Australia or people in Australia want to support the work that you're doing. Yeah, do you I find that people bring their preconceptions about uh, what uh, needs of communities and and even what communities look like here? You know, do they try to just bring that over from another context and, and it doesn't make sense here?
2: Uh, no, but they actually. Two is, um, if they were to bring something from outside, they actually try to consult us and they consult the community and try to make it in a way where it's um, conducive or it's more um, sens- sensitive to us. Like it's more con- They try to do it in a way where it's more contextualized for us or everyone, and then they introduce it.
1: Now you said that PNG is a very... Country, you yes. know, it's a very culturally diverse. Yes. Country, for example, yes. uh, could you say a little bit more about that in the context of uh, gender and sexuality?
2: Okay, um, say for example, if um, if I were from the coastal area, coastal area around um, the southern region of Papua New Guinea, so this would be around um, Daru, uh, Western Province, Gulf, Central, Milne Bay, this, uh, along the coast along the south. with these other provinces that are along the south. Okay, in this area if if I was a transgender person, um, I would I would face stigma and discrimination but I I can um, go out, walk, around with friends, talk around with friends, make fun. Even though I still face stigma and discrimination. I can move around freely, go to church, um, do other stuff, um, clubbing and stuff like that. And then if I was a change person and if I live in the Highlands region, which is um say Goroka, Wabek, Jiwaka, Ella, Southern Islands, Western Islands, Anga, there they see men as more masculine, more you know, so and I would have to grow up here and I would have to wear you know, bit close I'd hide myself as being transgender. Yeah. So in the coastal area we are more free, we can easily express our mannerism, you know, the way we walk, the way we talk. Like that. If I was a transgender person. But if I was a transgender person and if I was in the Highlands, I wouldn't do or express myself, like my manners, how I talk, how I walk, I have to be very, very careful about how I carry myself in that setting, yeah.
1: Are there, uh, and I'm, I imagine the answer is, is different to this depending on where you are in mm. NG, but mm. are there, um, uh, like social spaces for... No, there's you know, no safe space. No.
2: It's, we don't have a safe space.
1: So do, do people, um, do people meet? Do people, I mean, obviously people are, you know, getting, yeah. uh yeah for sex at least, but um, like are there... uh to gatherings Yeah, like, I don't know.
2: We no. don't have a sex space. No. We <laughs> don't have a sex space. That's maybe one thing that we... That's why we try one of our um, missions is try to create a conducive environment for our community so that we can maybe meet around in public more freely. Yeah. But currently, we don't have a safe space yeah. around the country.
1: Uh, if people in Australia wanted to, to do something to support uh, um, LGBT people here in PNG, do you have some um, advice on that, the best way to do that?
2: maybe one the only aspect we can see is um, we don't have funding so but the problem again is we don't have the framework to support that. so maybe um, they can help do fundraising for us that could be good we have members from our own community who also live down there they live in australia because of how we are. yeah maybe because of the law or because of where we are um, so our friends try to go to Australia and live there but maybe my my advice for my maybe my advice could be just to look
1: for ways to try to help us gain funds anything else that you would like to say about the the work that you're doing or, or uh, anything that you would like uh, LGBT people in Australia to understand about uh, you know, our neighbours here in, in PNG and how, how things are for LGBT people
2: here? Right, safe. Um, here in PNG, um, transgender people, they are more uh, open, they are very open there. Yeah. Um, and I think they are the very people who are actually taking lead in, the, um, in most of the work that we do. Um, transgender yeah. people? transgender people, especially transgender women. They do voluntary work, outreach work. And they are the ones who go out and reach out peace. Yeah, so, that's, that's what I think, think of. Yeah. Thank,
1: Thank you so much.
0: Ben here again. I hope you enjoyed the interview. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a regular episode of Queers, but in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so via email at queerspodcast at gmail.com, or we're on Facebook and Twitter at Queers Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Ben C. Riley, and Simon is at Simon Copland on Twitter, and at Simon Copland Writer on Facebook. You can support the show by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash queerspodcast, where pledging $5 a month will get you monthly bonus episodes. You can also support Queers by telling a friend. Word of mouth is the best way we have to find new listeners. You can find episodes of the podcast on our website, queerspodcast.com, or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform, where if you rate and review us, it will help others find the show. Thanks, as always, for listening.